Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, Christmas is about the special moments with my child, like watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer together on TV and explaining to my little one how Burl Ives, the snowman who sings Holly Jolly Christmas, actually named names to the House on american Activities Committee. He even ratted out Pete Seeger. Let's begin. Welcome to Sanity Cast. I'm John Fugelsang, reminding you that uh, depression is a disease, negativity is a habit, sanity is the opposite of Hannity, and if we're really all in this together, then despair is not an option. Your despondency is privilege, and welcome to a very special edition of the Sanity Cast, the podcast devoted to staying sane at a time when the Christians have elected Caligula. This little podcast is all about the very fine art of giving a fuck, and um, I want to remind you, uh, not too long ago, um, uh, uh, Megyn Kelly, um, before she achieved prominence playing Queen Elsa in Frozen, she had a quote on Fox News when she wasn't calling black men thugs, where she said... Um, Santa Claus, <laughs> Santa Claus is white. She also said Jesus was white, but that's a whole other show. But she said Santa Claus is white. And, you know, I, I, I have done a lot of work at Fox News over the years, and I got to meet Megyn Kelly once um, around the holidays. It's a special memory for me. And I cornered her in the hallway and I said, you listen to me, Megyn Kelly. Santa Claus is not white and Santa Claus is not black. Santa Claus is Chinese. And I know this because... That's where all the gifts come from now. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. This is a really, really special episode. Jorge Olivares is a, a bit of a hero of mine. He was my producer on our show, Tell Me Everything, on Sirius XM for uh, several years on the Insight Channel. Uh, he's an amazing man. He um, also is the host of his own show, Affirmative Reaction, on Sirius XM Progress every weekend. You can hear him every morning on Sirius XM's morning show, Signal Boost, with Zerlina Maxwell, which he also EPs. Uh, he's an incredible individual. He also has, like, the hipster trifecta. Um, he is a Latino LGBT um, and uh, millennial, you know, he gets so many parades. Plus, plus he actually grew up in a border town and he is a true, committed, loving Catholic. Um, when I think about the people in my life who are Christians, who are good people, Jorge Olivares is at the top of the list. Uh, he just hosted a terrific special on the end of the year and the end of the decade for Sirius XM that I'm part of. It's called Progress Avengers 3. You can hear it all over the Christmas break and it features Tom Hartman and uh, Michelangelo Signorelli, Serlina Maxwell, Dino Badala. It's a, it's, it's a great crew. Um, so anyway, here's the thing he does. He, he works 
with Refugee Services of Texas on this new holiday campaign to help raise funds for refugees and asylees. And um, those are people who apply for asylum and get it. I didn't know that word. So uh, I sat down with Jorge to talk about the work he has done and about the refugee situation. And we, I just want to play a bit of this conversation uh, with Jorge Olivares of SiriusXM about Refugee service of, Services of Texas. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some very, very helpful points to remember the next time someone tries to make you uh, fear the illegals. We'll be right back. But first, Jorge Olivares. Jorge, welcome back. It's good to be back, John. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm such a fan of yours uh, beyond working with you from your, your work as a, as a broadcaster, as, a, as an activist. And I'm so inspired to talk about this campaign you're working on. You did it last year. And, um, I, you know, we talk a lot on our show and we did on our show about mm-hmm. the plight of refugees and asylum seekers in America and around the world. Um, I'm always been a bit dismayed that it's not really discussed much in American media. We recently did our whole hour long special with Richard Branson about the plight of, uh, of asylum seekers and refugees globally. But here I'm, I'm constantly sad at how little real attention is there. So I'm, I'm so inspired with what you're doing. You are working with refugee services of Texas on this holiday campaign to help raise funds for refugees and asylum seekers. And to me, it's so exemplary of what you do because, um, yes, it's the humanity and it's the activism, but it's also, to me, a real lesson in civics. Yeah. Tell me a bit about the campaign. So we started it last year and I was still a part of the show when we, when we launched it. And the idea was we had just found out stories about what was happening in Tornillo, which was the encampment south of El Paso. And we had found out that there was hundreds and hundreds of kids there and they didn't quite know where their families were, which in and of itself was despicable. And so when we thought about what we could do to help them out, we reached out to Refugee Services of Texas, which is the largest resettlement agency in the state of Texas. And we said, what can we do? Like, you feel so helpless. And so we decided to launch a GoFundMe campaign. And at the end of last year's campaign, we were able to raise $11,000, which was used to help house refugees and asylees. And asylees are successful asylum seekers. Mm. Um, we also were able to help with food, with legal services, with transportation, helping them get just enough to pay for their gas. And with everything that happened from last year to now, with regards to the deaths that we've seen in ICE custody, with regards to the thousands of kids who still have no idea where their parents are, we thought, what can we do? Maybe we can strike caught again by doing this campaign and so we reached out to refugee services we said we'd love the opportunity to do this one more time and they said as we'll do is whatever you'd like us to do so earlier this holiday season we launched the hope for the holidays campaign the idea being we'll try to do the same thing we did last year help raise funds and we're pretty excited thinking that people might be able to to assist as much as they'd like to this season it's uh it's profoundly moving to me I'm curious, what do you think is the greatest misconception among the average American citizen about asylum seekers and refugees? That they all come from Central America or Latin America, because especially after speaking with refugee services, a lot of the people are coming from the Middle East. A lot of them are coming from North Africa, and they're somehow still finding their ways in Texas because they realize that Texas is probably the easiest way in which they can come to the United States. So I think that's interesting, something that I didn't know. The other thing that I didn't know is that asylum seekers aren't allowed to work 
while they're going through the process. And wow, I didn't know that yeah, either. and so when we talk about the, the need for funds, a lot of that is because they don't have any income. And I think that in and of itself is reason enough to think, wow, we should really be helping them. Uh, the other thing that I found interesting that I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't know, and I found this out from Refugee Services, that the number of refugees that are going to be accepted this year or, or allowed to be accepted, the number is 18,000. That's down from like 200,000 from just a few, maybe a couple decades ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you think about the number of people who are just being told no, in conjunction with this new Remain in Mexico policy that the Mm. Trump administration has implemented, you realize there are a lot of people who are not getting in who we used to just welcome with open arms before. And it's shocking to think about the fact that, you know, population rates are going down. People are not having children at the rate they used to have. These are people who really want to be in this country and work hard, pay taxes, start businesses, pay into our social security system and live as citizens. And in many cases, we're going to need these people to take care of the boomers and the Gen Xers and the millennials when they get old. Yeah. I the thing that I find most distressing is the amount of families that they say they work with, where it's at least five or six people in a family and they're trying to figure out, like, think about having to put a roof over the head of a six person family or put food on the table for a six person family. Like it's a significant daunting task. And thankfully refugee services, they've been able to partner with other groups aside from my online platform. But the trouble is the Trump administration. And I think a few years, I think it's already been maybe two or three years. um, Well, I guess it's been the Trump administration. They have taken away a lot of funds that were being used by these agencies and telling them that they have to find other means in which to do it. So I think that in and of itself is really scary that they can just continue to take things out and feel like it's not hurting anybody, but it's hurting a significant amount of people. Yeah. You know, I've always felt that you can either support the drug war or you can turn away refugees from mm-hmm. Central America, but you can't do both. Is that a, a, a reasonable proposition? No, I think so. I The the thing that's interesting is, and you've, we've talked about a lot on, on Tell Me Everything, but when you bring in this idea of Christianity and when you're really trying to help the least of your brothers and sisters, especially those who are displaced by things out of their control. So country experiencing poverty, extreme poverty, country experiencing extreme violence. Um, that is out of our control. That's a lot of a lot of people. It's out of a lot of people's control. And to think that somehow they should be reprimanded for trying to seek a better life. I find it interesting, but I guess we are, like we said, we've talked about it before that there are so many Christians in name only who are totally fine letting them suffer as much as they have to. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. But you're right. I mean, it's no different than, you know, looking at cuts to SNAP benefits. We're trying to help the poor by threatening them with more poverty if they don't stop being poor. Yeah. What does it mean to you to be doing this campaign at Christmas time? You could do this any time of the year you wanted. I know it is a charitable time of year, but I'm guessing for someone like yourself, it goes a bit deeper than that. I have talked a lot about coming from the border and I love coming from the border. I love being that South Texas guy. And I know how much Christmas and the holidays mean to me and my family. And because we know a lot of the refugees who are coming are family-based refugees, 
that they want to be able to have a good time during the holidays. They're not going to have a lot of the things that us as privileged individuals have. They're not going to have as many gifts or gifts at all. And so just the idea that they can have some one less thing to worry about during the holidays. This idea that you might not have a Christmas dinner with all the trimmings and carvings, but at least you have a roof over your head. You might not have had that last year or you'll have at least a warm meal might not have been warm last year. Uh, little things like that, I think, tug at my heart quite a bit because I know how much I care about that. And I feel like a lot of people who have already donated and those who have expressed interest in helping us out with the campaign feel the same way in that they know that feeling of being with somebody that they care about or being in a family unit and just not wanting to think about all the negative stuff. Yeah. And even if it's just for a little bit of time where they don't have to think about the negative stuff, I, I'd like to be a part of that. I mean, I think about the nativity story quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And again, Joseph and Mary and Jesus were not refugees at that point, but afterwards they were. I mean, the Bible says they went to hide out in Egypt and raise Jesus in Egypt because they were fleeing government persecution. Yeah. Uh, you could say our Lord and Savior grew up uh, an undocumented immigrant. Um, and it is worth pointing out, I always say it, that there's no laws in the Bible about immigration or about borders how do you how do you speak to christians who are clearly um on the wrong side of the new testament when it comes to Mm -hmm. the persecution and the disdain for asylum seekers and migrants i mean you try really hard to humanize the situation right like you want to say hi um think about what it's like if you lost your child for two seconds at the mall You'd probably be devastated. Now, imagine this happening exponentially worse for those who are coming to these borders. You want to make it as human as possible, but you know that that's impossible because a lot of them aren't even thinking in that way. Uh, I try really hard to not, at this point, avoid bringing in religion to the conversation as to how that might be. I, I mean, I try. And about how it might not affect everything. I think when we just put that image of, we have kids in cages, especially those, I mean, This is separate from the refugees and asylees. But when you have kids in cages, when you have parents who have no idea where their kids are, parents who are being deported, and then their kids are being left to fend for themselves, you try to paint that picture as drastic as it is because it is drastic and hope that at least one person will take it to heart and think... I can help in changing this and I don't have, it doesn't have to be this way because I think so many people are focused on so many other issues and deservedly so. I mean, this idea of impeachment, people should focus on that, but forgetting about how there are a lot of people who are affected because Trump is president. I just wish more people would recenter and refocus on that. What are you optimistic or hopeful about? I am optimistic that I've, in the course of doing last year's campaign and this year's campaign, there are a lot of people who really want to help. They just don't know how because there's so many different organizations and then even then they don't know which are the right organizations. Um, and so we've talked about on with the course of promoting the campaign that even if they don't donate, we understand that certain people are of a certain means and maybe can or cannot donate, but just share the campaign, spread it around, allow people to know that this exists. Um, and so Find other organizations in your local neighborhood that might be doing this. There are other resettlement agencies. There are other organizations that help specifically with refugees and asylees. So people, all they have to do is look it up. Or 
support the Hope for the Holidays campaign. Absolutely. No, you can go, of course, to heyjorge.com, but where else can people go if they want to be a part of your campaign for refugee services of Texas? So it is uh, the pinned tweet on my Twitter page, at Jorge O, X-O-R-J-E-O. Just click the link at the top, and it'll take you to the GoFundMe page. Finally, how are you? Our listeners good, miss you. I'm good, John. I yeah. miss you. I miss the, I always say that you are the second longest relationship I've ever had, and I <laughs> am going to drunk text you at some point because I miss you. Well, please let me take you and Tatiana out to dinner sometime if our schedules ever uh, align, yes. if that ever happens. I know. Now that I don't sleep anymore, it's, it's good to know. Um, are you excited for Christmas? I am. So I'm going home for the holidays. I am excited to spend that with everybody that is just excited to see me and I think that's always the best part of it. Do you, do you, do you wish that more gringos you know like me uh, would visit the border and actually yes, see what life is like? Yes, please go to the border. There's a lot of small businesses that are closing in our downtown area because nobody goes. Um, so I highly recommend everyone going and if anybody's in Eagle Pass, Texas, just tweet me. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for all you do. Everyone Thanks, should listen John. to Hey Jorge on Sirius XM Progress every weekend and listen to you on Signal Boost in the mornings. But really, this is so moving at a time when it's just so easy to be wrapped up in your own troubles and your own concerns and anxieties uh, that you're always giving of yourself and really encouraging us to, you know, take a page out of uh, Matthew 25 and look out for the least of these. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks, and uh, best of luck with the campaign. One more time, where can people go? Yes. So go to my Twitter page at Jorge O and uh, it's that's the X-O-R-J-E, X-O-R-J-E-O and it's the pin tweet. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Here's a question. Do you feel younger than you appear? Do you ever look in the mirror and say, wait a second, I don't feel like that. The under eye bags, or maybe it's the crow's feet, or maybe it's the wrinkles that can add years to your appearance. Look, looking your own age is great, and feeling comfortable in your own skin is important, but there's always that sting when someone thinks you're older than you really are. You just, you just, some days you can't take that crush to the ego. Some days it makes your confidence level plummet. It's okay. It's human. Let's talk about a quick and easy fix. Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles, crow's feet, fine lines, and under eye bags in minutes. That's right. I'm talking minutes. Exactly what you need to win the battle against Father Time and restore your confidence. Look, don't believe it. I didn't either until I tried it. I have massive bags under my eyes, like Mario Cuomo level, like... I'll try to store them in the overhead bin on the plane. Now, uh, within minutes, I tried it, and I couldn't believe how different I looked. And it's the holidays coming up. You're going to have to be in a lot of pictures. Maybe you need this kind of fix. Plexiderm goes on clear, so no one will know you're using it, and the effects last for hours. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use our code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling one 1- 800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TryPlexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's Plexiderm.com code SEXYLIBERAL. My thank you to the great Jorge Olivares. Follow him on Twitter and listen to his shows on SiriusXM Progress. Um, so I, I said before, a couple of quick points. At some point over your holiday break, someone's going to start throwing around the term illegals. It happens with loved ones sometimes. Here's a few things you have to remind them. Number one, uh, Trump is an illegal. He paid $25 million for education fraud for his scam university, and he just paid $2 million for his scam charity. He steals from Americans. He's an illegal. And the majority of undocumented immigrants in this country are people who overstay their visas. They don't commit illegal border crossings. Also, remind your loved ones, undocumented immigrants commit more cri- commit crimes at lower rates 
than American-born citizens. They pay state, local, and sales taxes. Ronald Reagan supported amnesty. He used that word. He also supported open borders. He used that word because he said it allows them to return home when they're done working here. Now, your loved ones might not agree that illegals is a racist, dehumanizing, otherizing term. So so just say, okay, uh, then how many other types of lawbreakers does Fox News call illegals? And also remind them, if politicians actually wanted undocumented immigration to end, they would start locking up the Americans who hire them. There's a giant help wanted sign at our border, and it's never coming down. And that is the sign that all these anti-immigration politicians are hypocrites trying to inflame your right-wing loved ones while offering no solutions. Also, you ever notice that they don't ever try to punish the people who give jobs to undocumented workers because the issue gets massive votes and campaign donations from slavery to Chinese railroad workers to the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory to the nine-year-old girl making your iPhone right now. Exploited labor by marginalized people, usually non-white, has always propped up the U.S. economy. This is just a fact. It's nothing good or bad. Trump hires undocumented people. Going back to the 80s, okay? He outsourced his manufacturing to Mexico and China, and he hires undocumented people in the 20th century and the 21st century. Trump Tower was built by undocumented immigrants. You're being suckered by rich hypocrites. Also, no Democratic politician on the national level has ever called for any legislation or policies that could ever lead to open borders. Any politician who uses that term is a liar. Also, remind your racist uncle, they're never going to build a wall across thousands of miles of desert and rivers and forests and private and commercial property, and they're never going to force thousands of Americans to give up their land under eminent domain law. And they may force some to, but not all, and that will show how insane the hypocrisy is. This wall will not stop undocumented immigration. Ladders and shovels will still be things. Uh, And also, these people who support stealing migrant kids, they're not allowed to call themselves Christian anymore. Announce that at Christmas dinner. They're not. This country has crumbling roads and bridges and public schools and infrastructure and underfunded VA, and they want billions for this scam wall. Trump promised Mexico would pay for it. The majority of voters in 2016 and 2018 rejected the agenda. The majority of Americans still oppose the wall. Trump didn't pay federal taxes, and he committed tax fraud to avoid paying the taxes that you pay that how now he's trying to misuse. Look, the fear of illegals is a scam, and it's designed to get scared Fox News viewers to vote for an agenda that's all about more tax cuts for rich people who don't need more tax cuts. That's all it's about. So you tell them those people at the border are not illegals. They are Christian refugees. How are you going to handle them? Thank you all for listening to this episode. Again, please follow Jorge Olivares on Twitter and Facebook and listen to his excellent show, Affirmative Reaction. I'm John Fugel saying thanks for listening to this very special Sanity Cast edition. Hey, this is Frangela, and we host the Final Word with Frangela and Idiot of the Week podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll love our show, where every week we talk about real news, real funny. So come on over and listen to The Final Word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.